episode 82, Corina Rubeck. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn and you're on Gut Plus Science. This podcast is on a mission to increase engagement at work. And on this show, we equip CEOs and people first leaders of all levels to make impact. Let's get to it. All right. In case you haven't noticed, I love capital L-O-V-E, passionate people. And this guest is passionate. She wants to inspire all people to speak up at work or unleash their voice. Also, she's one of the team members of The Zone, a new partner to Gut Plus Science. Karina Rubeck is here. Let's do this. First, let's start by talking about the problem because I know you get fired up about talking about this problem and solving it. So what is our problem here? So we have, you know, 67% of people globally disengaged. You know, that's incredible. Only 13% of people in the world love what they do, right? And one of the key factors of loving what you do and being engaged and and really giving it all to, to the work that you're up to is the fact that you feel your voice is being heard, that your opinion adds, it contributes, it has frigging meaning. So, you know, that for that for me is like a huge waste of a global resource, right? And we look at the, the issues that we have going on, particularly in the world right now, and we know, we know this to be important. I mean, I think the estimates is around $720 million or so is spent on programs to really engage our people. You know, the, the, the dial is not, not moving. And, you know, so, you know, if we dive deep into one of those characteristics around unleashing the voice of our people – you know, how can we really do that and do it in a way that makes, makes an impact? Another lens of looking at um, unleashing our voice is the whole piece around psychological safety because it's like why and how and when would I actually feel good about unleashing my voice? Do I feel free enough to be my authentic self, to walk into a meeting and do who I am and be at my best? And that may include things like, hey, I'm not really prepared for this meeting or to be able to say things like, hey, I'm, you know, guys, can we just back up here for a moment? I don't really understand what's going on. But it's like that, that hesitation, that doubt, that internal critic that speaks to us that shuts us down. So for me, I think what's really interesting in this whole debate is you know, how can we as leaders and as team members show up with, you know, uh, work with our environment? What I have to say is important, you know, and that can take um, sometimes a big leap of faith. One of the things I love to do is to express my love of this work in poetry, and this is one of the um, one of the things that I wrote a couple of years ago when I was asked to to speak and share on a on a, um, a women's social justice platform. And I was thinking, who wants to listen to me? And so this is what I wrote: Who will listen to me? Says the voice inside. Isn't there a place I can go and hide? Stay safe and warm, nice and neat, away from any potential heat. Wake up, you wimp, another cries. Are you going to listen to those lies? You were born to be at the same table. Time to light up and enable. Enable your voice to speak your truth. Breathe it in now as you wear your new suit. For the time is now, dear friends, as we gather. Let's make this moment that really does matter. So a huge piece of our responsibility as leaders is to help our people feel heard and safe so that they can show up and be 
their self at work and to be their very best at work and enjoy that ride. Let's talk about this mindset shift that we need to make as a leader, like what you would encourage when it comes to helping our people feel good about unleashing their voice. And I think what's happening in the world right now, Nikki, is an incredible example of that. With all the, the, the issues around the pandemic, what has been so inspiring for me, and, and it connects for me directly to this mindset shift, is the innovation that's happening. These things that would take years and years and years of bureaucratic testing, collaboration, um, agreements, you know, all of that stuff, the politics, the power through that is happening in lightning speed because of purpose. And I think that is the biggest, you know, mindset shift, that shift from, oh, yeah, just throw together brilliant people and see what happens, to actually, you know, working together is a deliberate facilitated process using collaborative tools, you know, actually generating deliberately things like collective intelligence, right, where we are smarter together. And that collective intelligence is not only head-based, but actually how smart are we? You know, what is our skill level of actually working together to, you know, to be, you know, another buzzword around a high-performing team? You know, how do we actually bring uh, what we talk about as being at the whole person, right? My smarts are not just what's in my head. I love that. And I love how you tied it together to where the world is right now. I want to talk to you about the term cloning. It's not a term that I'm necessarily super familiar with. So I want to talk about it because I think it's something we all need to be aware of because many of us probably engage in that and we don't necessarily understand the ripple effect or the impact. So to me today, there is a lot of emphasis and and really rightly so on diversity and inclusion. And in the work of unleashing the voice and collective intelligence and high-performing teams, there's, there's loads of data that talks about diversity. So bringing the diversity of your team together, where it's geodiversity, ethnic diversity, gender diversity, experience, is really, really important. So what can happen, though, is that we deliberately recruit for diversity and look for diversity and talent. But when it comes to integrating that diversity and talent into our existing way of doing things, that can bump up against each other, right? So we recruit for difference, and yet we um, orientate and onboard to be the same. But the awareness of, you know, this is how things are done around here, you know, little, little throwaway lines. Well, you'll get used to it, you know, when you've been here a while, or, well, that's interesting. You know, you're new, aren't you? You'll soon find out how we do things around here. So we say the right things, but really that process of change and taking on different viewpoints is uncomfortable. And management is about stability. You know, we, we want things to be efficient. You know, the, the cloning is, is just, you know, make everyone the same. We need different perspectives, right? That is where the gold is. You know, that's, that's the juice. That's the, the secret sauce. And it can be challenging. So what can we do to encourage and equip our people to be more courageous at work or, you know, aka more psychologically safe, and maybe even tell a story that illustrates success in this topic? So I think, um, you know, from a leadership perspective, it's an oldie but a goodie is walk the talk. To me, that, that's about the integrity of leadership. And when I talk about integrity of leadership, I'm not talking about perfection. You know, it's about the journey we're on, about your vulnerability 
in that process and what's really important to you. And so, you know, the to to encourage our people to be more courageous, I think it's it's really the first piece is the courageous journey of the leader. You know, what are you prepared to to demonstrate? What are you prepared to open up? What are you prepared to, you know, to act on? And a question to ask ourselves as leaders is when did you last proactively seek some input? You know, how are you going? How can you do things differently? That courage to actually, you know, go beyond the political art, the politically correct answers and uh, really get into the nitty gritty. And for that, we need to be courageous enough, vulnerable enough to, to open ourselves up. No one wants to face up that they're behind the eight ball, you know, f- you know, feeling anxious, not cutting, not making it, not being perfect. So really until we can, you know, change that up at senior leadership levels, then, you know, stop wishing it'll all come from, you know, bottom up. So let's talk psychologically safe tactics. You've mentioned a few. What are the habits that we can infuse into, let's say, our one-on-one time with our people that just is, it continually helps to build the muscle of psychological safety? So in that one-on-one time, you know, like how well do you know the human being sitting in front of you? You know, you may know their KPIs and how they're tracking on the doing, but how well do you know the being? So right here, right now, in this particular time, how well do you know how people are coping? Creating that sense of value and care, you know, which always, always reminds me of, you know, one of my favorite quotes in the whole world is, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You know, that is the pinnacle, the center, the core of all the work we do as, as leaders and as people. So if you don't care about the human being sitting opposite you, really, really care, and I'll not just talk, you know, care about their productivity or care about the outcome or the result, then we shouldn't even be, you know, turn off the dial sort of thing. That's the platform, that's the foundation that we start from. So having those intimate conversation about life, and as always, we can decide how much we share or we don't share. But actually building that trust, that connectivity, opening the window around the important topics. So it's not a one way that actually you're opening up around, well, this is, this is what's happening in my world. You know, maybe these are things that you haven't shared with people before. But it creates that intimacy, that sense that we're together on this, on this mission. And we're, we're, we're human. You know, we're vulnerable. We're unique. And we're in this together. I want to thank you for your brilliant and passionate insights today. Truly, it was really, really helpful. So thank you very much. We're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsor message today, which just so happens to be The Zone. And then we're going to come back and we're going to hear just and learn just a little bit more about you, Karina, on what we call our lightning round. We're going to be right back. If you know me, you know how important it is for me to get fired up and get myself in the zone. When you're at your best, feeling positively challenged and energized, time flies and things just flow. One of our partners on this show is called The Zone. They're a perfect partner because they help you and your team crush your goals by unlocking the obstacles holding you back from getting well and in the zone. And as a special offer for just you listeners, they're offering 10 free coaching sessions on how to unlock the power in your team. So you can claim your spot, grab one of those 10 spots at www.thezone.co forward slash gut science forward slash coaching. That's going to be available in the show notes. 
All right, we're back on Gut Plus Science. Karina, this was a gift today. It was so much fun. A couple of questions for you. Your favorite book or one that you would recommend to our leader listener audience today? Easy, easy recommendation. So um, I've actually got it in my hand right now. It's by my desktop table. It's the mindset changing the way you think to fulfill your potential by Dr. Carol Dwight. A must read. It will help you with your teams and with your kids. What about a favorite vacation spot? So for me, easy answer to it's Spain. Our family get to get away to a little place called La Costa del Sol, which is the southern um, part of Spain, and to a little village called La Cala de Mijas. Karina, what about a favorite hobby when you're not working? For me, that's about writing and speaking poetry. I love to be able to, to bring together different voices, to listen to the voice of the other. I, I have a real passion and love for words. So I love to bring that together in, in different rhymes and write poetry. I love that we got a taste of that today. Thank you for sharing that part of you. And then Karina, how can our listeners connect with you after the show today? Plenty of ways and please love to connect with your listeners. So LinkedIn, Karina Rubik on LinkedIn. There, of course, is his own website. And there's also my personal website, karinarubik.com. All right, guys, truth you can act on under Karina Rubek. Here we go. Relationship skills are essential skills, not optional, not soft skills. Make sure your mindset is locked into the end game. This helps us fast track and innovate faster and helps our people feel safe and the ability to be themselves because of the clarity. No one wants to live in the gray. Deliberately recruit diversity and onboard uniquely. Stop cloning every human needs a unique experience to help them unlock their potential. So stop cloning. Walk the talk. Integrity of leadership is not perfection. It's showing up vulnerably and displaying courage. As a leader, illustrate that and they will probably emulate you. Question, how well do you really know the humans on your team as a whole person? And that's a wrap. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.